Welcome back to the lecture for chapter 9. I, uh, we just finished up in part A a discussion of the demand curve. Now we're going to go to the aggregate supply curve. Now we this gets a little complicated because we have two we have two supply curves. That causes some problem. But we can get a handle on it. First go to slide 13. We're going to first think about the short run aggregate supply curve. And we'll define what we mean by short run. Uh, but remember, we have two things to understand about each of these curves in this model. Why the curve looks the way it does, and what causes it to shift. So first, why does what we call the short run supply curve, it's going to slope up. That is, there's a positive relationship between supply in the short run and uh, the price level. Uh, it slopes up. Here's, here's, and by definition, this is the definition of the short run. It's a period of time. Uh, over which input prices, our resource prices, are fixed. So it says there in slide 13, short run average supply curve slopes upward because an increase in the price level, parentheses, while production costs are held constant. So production costs are held constant because resource input prices, price of labor, price of other resources are held constant. So that's by definition, understand. By definition, in the short run, production costs are constant. Then by definition, if there's an increase in the price level, that's the price that for uh, which firms are selling their goods. Production costs are, if production costs are constant, and by definition they are, if the price at which goods, at which firms sell their goods, and that's what we're measuring on the vertical axis in this model, if the price level rises, and production costs are constant, profits increase, and firms will respond by producing more. So you got to understand this: how, how a change in the price level affects profit margins in the short run. By definition, again, in the short run, resource prices are fixed, production costs are constant. So an increase in the price level, and remember that the price level is the, a measure of the price of of goods and services that firms sell. So their input costs are fixed, but the price of what they sell, that's what is measured on the vertical axis. As that changes, profits change. As prices go up, profits improve, firms respond by producing more. As prices fall, firms deteriorate, and firms will respond by producing less. That's it. And so at slide 14, we just illustrate our short run aggregate supply curve. and. Uh, and again, we, we, we don't use, uh, in class I usually label this thing SRAS, but in, in the book it just uses AS. Uh, but so when we just have an AS curve, that's referring to the short run area supply curve, showing a positive relationship between the price level and output, or real GDP, which is measured on the horizontal axis. The higher the output, excuse me, the higher the price level in the short run, profit margins are higher and firms will respond by producing more. Uh, and it just it just gives a little more information about that in slide 15 and 16. and gives us another picture in 16. Now, let's go to the long run air supply curve. I'm telling you folks, this thing's vertical. And it's, ref it's vertical to reflect a, a certain concept, a certain part or s assumption in our model. In the long run, resource prices or production costs are not fixed. Wages can change, rents on capital can change, interest rates can change. In the long run, 
production costs are not fixed. Uh, and and uh, and here and here here I think here's the way to look think of this. In the the long run aggregate supply curve is meant to reflect output the potential output of the economy. What output would be? It's it's a th it's a, just a concept. The aggregate supply curve reflects the actual supply forthcoming at various prices. The longer our supply curve is just this hypothetical notion. It's what supply would be if the economy were were in long run equilibrium. In other words, the profits were normal. We have only the natural unemployment rate. Uh, there's no GDP gap. So the longer our supply curve is designed to reflect output when the economy is in long run equilibrium. And by long-run equilibrium, we mean profits are normal, and there is only the natural rate of unemployment. It's vertical because prices don't affect, changes in prices don't affect our potential GDP. Our ability to produce in the long run is not affected by prices. Just think how silly the world would be if it were. Just think what a silly concept that would be if that were true. If we, if, if in the long run, output dependent upon the price level, then there would be no poverty in the world. There, every nation would just increase its money supply, drive up prices, and output would increase. Uh, there would be no limit to that. But that's kind of silly. In the long run, our ability to produce depends upon how many resources we have and how productive those resources are. In the long run, output does not depend on prices. Now in the short run there may be some short run response to a change in the price level because it affects profits. And firms may respond by producing more or less. But there's a limit to their response. Firms, All firms can't simply tomorrow go out and produce more and produce a lot more the next day and the next day and the next day. There's a certain limit to the resource base and how productive those resources are. So if we go to slide 18, in the long run the air supply curve is horizontal. We have, I think, that P to represent the potential GDP. We sometimes call it full employment GDP. or It's the it's the level of output corresponding to when the economy only has natural unemployment. It's a vertical. It's a vertical line. It's independent. Output in the long run is independent of the price level. That's what that vertical long run average supply curve is is meant to convey. It's the, that, that It captures that aspect of our model. Uh, well, now we're going to look at why the short and aggregate supply curve shifts. We're done with why the short and aggregate supply curve slopes up. We know why the long and aggregate supply curve is vertical. Now we're going to look at why the short and aggregate supply curve shifts. That's what starts in slide 19, 20, and 21. Uh, now we just mentioned that in the short run, prof a change in profits you want to focus your attention on profits. Focus your mind on the role of profits in the short run. Now we know if the price at which firms sell their goods changes, that's what's measured on the vertical axis. If that changes, firms respond by producing more or less. But profits can also change because resource prices change. If there's a change in resource prices, which which are held constant along a given short and aggregate supply curve, but if resource prices change, the we shift to a new short and aggregate supply curve. 
If the resource prices fall, there's an increase in profits, firms will respond by producing more. But that's an, geometrically, we have to represent it, that as a shift to the right of the shorter and narrow supply curve. That's what it's telling us in slide 19. Technology could also change, and that would change production costs, change profits. A technological improvement, increased profits, firms will respond by producing more. Since that's a non-price, since we're holding prices constant, something else affected production costs. We represent this geometrically as a shift in the short run supply curve. And we can also have expectations. Firms can they can think. They can just decide to produce more to give them price because they think the world's going to be better. Uh, and that'll shift the short run supply curve. Now, how about the long run? That was that were, those were explanations of why the short run supply curve shifts. I went through those pretty fast, it seems. But just think, the idea is if there are if there is something that affects profits of firms other than a change in the price level of the goods firms sell, for example, production costs, resource prices, technology expectations, the short profits change and the short aggregate supply curve will shift left or right depending upon whether costs go up or down. Now the long aggregate supply curve in slide 18 is a little easier. It shifts uh, when there are either more resources, and we're, we're at slide 22 actually, there's more resources, uh, i.e. higher, bigger labor force, more capital, better uh, technological growth, uh, and our change in productivity. The same, it's the same reasons if we go back into an earlier chapter that caused the production possibility curve to shift. Now in reality, in the United States and most places, there's all, the labor force is always growing. There's better technology. There's more capital, and so on. Reality, the longer average supply curve is on an, a gradual march to the right. It doesn't take discrete, discrete shifts. The short average supply curve, because production costs can change overnight. For example, we've seen a huge increase in the price of oil in recent months. Well, that could that can shift the short average supply curve. But the longer average supply curve, in the absence of nuclear war or huge hurricanes that destroy capital and people. The longer average supply curve doesn't make discrete shifts. It just gradually moves to the right. Well, slide 23 and 24, we just, as, as earlier we see that, let's go to slide 24, you see that changes in the aggregate supply curve, everything else remaining the same, will move output in the price level. If there's a, for some reason the aggregate supply curve shifts to the right, output increases, the price level falls. If aggregate supply curve shifts left, prices uh, the price level rises and output falls. So we can see already in our model that if there is a some kind of supply shock to our economy, for example, an increase in resource price, uh, an increase in oil prices, we can use our model to understand the effect of a dramatic increase in oil prices. That would be a shift from in terms of slide 24 from AS1 to AS3. And we can see that that would increase the price of output, and everything else remain the same. Decrease real GDP, and we can think behind the scenes that probably that would also increase unemployment. Uh, so you can see how this model is used to analyze how different shocks—I'll use the word shocks—or different changes out there in, in the world 
will affect output and the price level unemployment. A couple other things. Uh, slide 26, and that'll be our last slide 26 and 27. Excuse me, just slide 26. We're going to look at a look at how the, how the economy uh, would adjust. Now, this is a lot in one slide here. Let me let me slow down. This illustrates how the, re the relationship between short run and long run equilibrium and how the economy would would adjust to a new long run equilibrium. Let's look at this diagram. What's this diagram telling us? It's slide 26. We start out at at, at point labeled 1. Where the aggregate demand curve subscript 1 crosses the short run supply curve subscript 1. We're, and notice that we're initially the, the actual level of output corresponds to long run aggregate the long run equilibrium that uh, the economy initially has no GDP gap. There's no unemployment in excess of the natural unemployment. Everything's going along. Profits are normal. We're in long run equilibrium at point one. And let's just say for whatever reason there's a, an increase in demand. Maybe it comes from a boom in the stock market or an increase in foreign incomes. But there's an increase in demand. Now notice we can actually move to a level of output above full employment. That's what our model predicts. As there's an increase in demand, firms raise prices go up, profits improve, we go from point one to point two. Now that may strike you as odd that we can actually produce above full employment. The natural the, un, the actual unemployment rate can fall below the natural rate, but that can happen. In the late nineteen nineties, unemployment rate fell in the United States to three a little over three percent. The economy was booming. We were at a point like two. Uh, it's un, and it's an unsustainable point. We can be above the long run equilibrium. Unemployment can be lower than the natural rate, but it's unsustainable. The economy is overheated. Uh, if all firms are out there trying to produce more, they're going to be out bidding for workers and bidding for capital, and that's going to bid up the price of resources. And we already know from earlier that if there's an increase in the price of resources, that's one of the factors that will shift the shorter aggregate supply curve back to the left. And so the natural sequence of events, if we start at point one, that we increase given an increase in demand, the economy moves to point two, but it's a temporary blip. It's an unsustainable point at point two. Eventually, resource prices will rise as firms scurry about trying to hire more workers, bid up wages, as they scurry about trying to hire more capital and bid up the price of capital and other resources. Geometrically, that'll shift the uh, short-run aggregate supply curve back to the left, and we end up at point three. As we go from two to three, profit margins are declining. So all this increase in demand end up causing is inflation. In other words, you, we cannot permanently produce above our long-run equilibrium. Points above long-run equilibrium are unsustainable and just end up in higher resource prices, higher inflation. Well, I think we're going to stop there. It's, uh, it's, there's a lot in that chapter. Uh, I would encourage you to work the questions at the end of uh, that uh, 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 that chapter. I, I believe I've posted the answers to those questions. Give yourself more experience and, of course, solve the quizzes. Uh, go online to the text homepage and work those additional quizzes there. More questions you can force yourself to answer about the aggregate supply or demand model, the better off you are. So it's a fairly simple model, but it takes a little effort and time to become familiar with it and fully understand it. Uh, good luck. Send me your questions. Bye-bye.